This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dead rubber, a term used in sporting parlance to describe a match in a series where the result has already been decided by earlier fixtures. It's safe to say City's game against Sevilla this evening falls into that category, but we've still got plenty to talk about. We'll go over City's Champions League group stage so far, discuss who might be in the starting eleven, and finish it off with some good old City Report podcast trivia. It's Wednesday the 2nd of November, it's match day at the Etihad Stadium. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm George Gamble. And this is the City Report podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Before we get into things then, I'd like to welcome George. George, you're a freelance football writer, much like Adam and myself. You featured on BBC Radio Gloucestershire, is that right? Or just Gloucester, I'm not too sure. But um, it's fantastic to have you here. Welcome. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I absolutely, absolutely love City. I've been a follower for a very long time. So uh, if anything, it makes quite a quite a nice break being able to just talk about City, talk mm. about you know the club that I love. And uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to getting started. Yeah, I found that before before we started doing this podcast, I did so much football work, but none of it was about City. I'd be writing about the Turkish Super League, I'd be doing stuff in Brazil, you know, all sorts. But to actually speak about City is it's quite nice, actually, because you spend so much of your time sort of engrossed in this football club. Um, but but yeah, you, you're the latest edition. I, I, I teased it last week. We've had a busy transfer window. It's shaping up to be one of the best transfer windows ever. So um, we'll get into things. But before we do, I'm reliably informed. Obviously, Adam isn't with us today. He's taking a day off. I'm reliably informed, though, you, you actually know of a certain Adam Booker, much to your, much to your, um, it must, must be difficult going through life knowing that reprobate, but um, how, how could you, how could you possibly have stumbled across him? So, yeah, it was a, it was a, an odd meeting, to be fair. Um, no, so I went out to uh, America. I was there for about six months. My plan was, because I knew people at various MLS clubs, and I was like, oh, you know, I'd love to sort of network and, and know people. And I started off just in New York. I was by myself, and uh, mm. I know that Amity Hall, obviously, is uh, the home of the New York supporters, a city supporters group. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember the fixture that was playing, but I went down there, met a few of the guys there just on my own. 
and uh, just happened to to meet Adam and was uh, got chatting to him, watched the game with him, and but yeah, that was back in I want to say twenty nineteen. Okay. Um, so yeah, when I was when I was speaking to him, I was like, "Oh, we've actually already met." And yeah, it was a it's a small world, so to speak, because it's uh, you know obviously when, when you're speaking, it's like oh, we've we've already met. Talk to me about that one, <laughs> but uh, but no, it was a, it was a really good time. Yeah, nice chance meeting, and it, and it leads you it leads you onto this path, which is superb. Um, should we get into football then? Because obviously it is match day today. City have already qualified for the round of sixteen as group winners. Back to back goalless draws in consecutive away matches to Copenhagen and then Dortmund last week secured top spot. It means it's rendered this final group game somewhat meaningless, which is a, a great way to start a podcast. Speaking, speaking about that game exactly, so uh, strap in, listeners. You're in for you're in for a thriller. But you know there is stuff to speak about, mainly team selection. Before we do, what have you made of City's Champions League so far? Obviously, the Copenhagen game was a little bit of a. A red herring in there. You didn't know if Dortmund went on to win. Would it make last week's game a grudge match? It didn't. City have essentially cruised the way to top spot yet again. They'll be in pot one, I think it is. Do they call it that in the in the mm-hmm. knockout draw? Pot one, I don't know. However, UEFA want to do it this time. But essentially, they should get a quote-unquote easier tie. Job done, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, just as a City fan, just being, you know, growing up, being so used to seeing City as as a team that would famously snatch defeat from the jaws mm. of victory. You know, even mm. though we're at the stage where we are now, you know, if something could just be plain sailing, nice and easy, as we've done, I never take it for granted. No, at no. all, because City are obviously we're so well known for a team that we just don't do things the easy way at all. We just it's never usually plain sailing for us. So, so to secure top spot in this group and obviously already be be guaranteed um, to go through to the knockout phase in top spot is personally for me, like I said, I wouldn't take it for granted. Um, yeah, the one against Copenhagen was, was a bit of a bit of an odd one, wasn't it? Mm, um, but mm. The thing is, group stages and when you kind of get to the latter part of the group stages, it can often throw up some some very bizarre ties, whether that be um, you know teams focusing on, on other matches or whatever happens during the game, sending off, for example. You mm. know, it, it can happen. I don't think you should read too much into it. And again, with Borussia Dortmund, I think nah, I'd argue that City kind of already knew you know, we're pretty much yeah, there already. There's yeah. no point absolutely throwing, you know, going hell to leather and trying to get the result there. Guardiola is always coming out and saying about you know how it depends on injuries. He's always very worried about the potential injuries. So I just I don't feel he felt there was there was necessarily a need to absolutely throw everything at Dortmund. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I kind of a nil nil. It sort of suited everyone all round, really, mm. didn't it? So mm. it wasn't a surprise to see that one um, end as a draw. A little bit surprised it did finish goalless, but you know, with neither side having that incentive to to really go forward and absolutely go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the Dortmund game last week, I, I was at the Signal Iduna Park, and it was quite clear from the off that that city in particular, actually, which isn't something you see it so often. Dortmund gave it a go in the first half, but but city in particular were quite happy with the point coming away from home at the Signal Iduna Park with with the draw. Um they they didn't really go from it go for it, sorry, at all. Um there was there was a couple of moments in the second half and obviously the penalty miss was frustrating, but it, it brings us this game tonight at the Etihad Stadium against Sevilla, which obviously is quite basically meaningless. There's nothing riding on it except for an opportunity for some of those players who don't really play to to find some form just before the World Cup. And um, I think that will be important. That's probably what Guardiola will be telling those players who take the pitch. You know, we've we've, we've done so well so far this season. Go out there and impress me, stake your claim. You know, who knows what could happen down the line? Who knows what could happen after, after Christmas and after the World Cup? 
there'll be players coming back at different levels of fitness and if you can get your trust in now, if you can get your performances in now, it may it may come to benefit you later down the line. So I think that's probably where we'll we'll be looking to see the moments of quality. You know, those players who've been on the fringes for a little bit, Julian Alvarez is one who I'm I'm pretty sure will start and be involved and and you know he's got a great eye for a goal. So um so yeah, it'll be an interesting game against Sevilla, because as we saw in the first I was nearly said first leg then, but obviously it's the first game. City dispatched them quite comfortably and it, it brought the end of, of Julian Lopetegui's time in charge or eventually down the line a few other results later. So it'll be interesting to see how much this Sevilla team has changed in the meantime. They're going to drop into their favourite competition, the Europa League, and uh, they'll, they'll probably have a good chance at winning that. So they'll want to end on a high, I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, I think Guardiola, he, he's a perfectionist, isn't he? He really is. Um and I think he'll be unsatisfied with the fact that we've drawn two blanks uh, in the Champions League. Um, especially that's the first time City have failed to score in two group contests uh, in one continental campaign. So mm. perhaps they'll be back amongst the goals here. And obviously, as you mentioned to me before, it's going to be interesting to see what side Guardiola does decide to, to deploy. Um, but yeah, City have managed a whopping 20 strikes across their last five home outings and have beaten Sevilla every time they face them and netted at least twice in each victory. So I think the fact that there's no pressure on this one, mm. you know, everything's kind of already decided. It, it's a good chance to, to maybe move things around, move some players around, rotate slightly and give some other players a chance. I think, we're, I think we'll definitely see Alvarez start. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited to see him get more game time because as we've seen in recent weeks, you know, he, he started off with a bit of a bang, didn't he? He looked yeah. just full of energy. I've not seen intensity like that necessarily from a forward like that. I mean, obviously I was gutted when Jesus left. I think his pressing and intensity was was phenomenal. But I get shades of Tevez when I look at Alvarez, just the yes. sheer tenacity yeah. of trying to chase that ball down. And and it's it's kind of a bit of a throwback for me and I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing from him. Yes, he's a little bit raw, uh, but he's already shown that he can pitch in with goals. And, and I think this would be the perfect game for him to go out and showcase his ability, showcase his talent, particularly with the fact that, you know, obviously it's already come out, Harlem won't be available. And even if Haaland was available, I don't think he'd be mm. risked here. There's there's just absolutely no need, is there? Um, but yeah, obviously the, the reverse leg, the reverse fixture, sorry, uh, in Seville, saw Haaland did, uh, he netted his first Champions League goal for the club. And Phil Foden and Ruben Diaz also netted in that game and they won 4-0. I th- and we've seen that. I think it's been a common thing with City. They like to get things done early if they can. They don't like to tend to wait. They, ha- they can show obviously being patient, but if they get an opportunity to get the game won early, that's exactly what they'll do. In terms of team news, obviously Calvin Phillips and Kyle Walker, they're both from in and out. Um, like I said, Harlan's not going to be available. Um, so yeah, I just ex- I do expect quite a few changes for, from this 11. I'm not sure in terms of intensity. If you look at it from a perspective of City don't need to go out and win, like, you know, it's, it's a nothing game. Mm. It won't be that intense. But then you're completely undermining what Guardiola's like as a coach. He would demand nothing but 100%, regardless who plays and regardless of the situation of the game itself, as you know, any ramifications, that kind of thing. So oh, I think maybe we'll see Mares as well. He's come under a lot of fire lately, hasn't he? Obviously, yeah. particularly his, uh, his penalty-taking ability. <laughs> don't mention the P word. No, <laughs> don't mention it. Don't mention it. Do you know what? That, that penalty he took, though, it was, I'm not sure what it was, but sometimes you sort of think, oh, please, please go in. But, you just kind of knew. Yeah. When he stepped yeah. up, I was like, this this isn't going in. Everything about it just looks set up for it to not go in. Um, but yeah, so we won't uh, mention, I won't hover around that <laughs> aspect too much. But um, I'd actually call Palmer, giving a go mm, as well. Mm. I really would. And 
I think Cole Palmer is much more influential on the right-hand side than he is on the left. I just think that's an area that he really enjoys, it's an area that he thrives in. And I think he can have more of an impact from that side. So whether he, whether Pep decides, if he does start, it'd be interesting to see if he's in a, in a midfield three or if he's out on one of the flanks. Obviously, uh, I think if Mahrez does play, he will naturally occupy that right-hand flank. So we could see Cole Palmer on the other side. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. But then when I look at Sevilla... Um, you know, obviously they got that win, that win um, over Copenhagen last week, and that was their first actually win in this group, and and it means they'll now continue in a, the UEFA Europa League regardless of the result here. So you could argue that's a positive for them because they've really not just in this competition they've struggled domestically mm, this mm. season as well. And Jorge Sampaoli's come under a lot of scrutiny for for the way that Sevilla are playing, and as I mentioned, they lost the reverse. Um, fixture against City 4-0 on match day one and that kind of set the tone for them yeah. really um, in fact that was their joint heaviest European home defeat so I think we could just see you know Sam Pauli want to keep things respectable here because at the end of the day they're still trying to turn things around in their own league mm. as well so confidence is key momentum is key and if they suffer another heavy defeat here it just throws even more pressure on him so um, and for me it's an interestingly poised game where you know got a very much changed very much rotated City side uh, against a severe outfit that you know are going to look to frustrate and try and gain a positive result themselves. It, it should make for a really fun contest. I know we said at the start it's a dead rubber and, and it is the group set. City will finish first, Dortmund will finish second, Sevilla will finish third, Copenhagen will finish bottom. But sometimes those games can be the uh, crazy, can't they? I mean, looking back to last season when City went to Leipzig in the final game of the group, it it sort of worked the opposite way for City. It wasn't exactly a fun day out. Kyle Walker ended up getting sent off. He was then suspended for three of the knockout games. And that, I suppose, is the issue here, that you you, you want to make sure that the players who play are sort of in the right frame of mind. You don't want them to just say, right, go out, it's a free hit, do whatever you want. Because in the grand scheme of things, OK, while a defeat against Sevilla at home may not mean much in terms of the group, going into the final few games before the World Cup, you don't want that loss in the form chart. It, it sticks out like a sore thumb. The mentality is it, it drops down. You want to confidence boost into the final three games. It, after this, it'll be two in the league and one in the Carabao Cup. I'm intrigued to see how City set up, though, because, I mean, I'm just looking through who's ev- who's available, who's not. We know for a fact Erling Haaland won't be involved. He continues to recover from that that mystery injury. Nobody really knows what's wrong with him. Um, although he was out for Halloween. Did you see his Halloween costume, by the way? I did, I did. It was I incredible. Thought, oh, fantastic. Do you know what I love about Haaland is he's obviously such a professional on the pitch. Like, mm. and We can talk about his goal-scoring exploits and the style of just the kind of player he is. We can talk yeah. about that as much as we want. But... And the other thing I love about City is the fact we bring in the right characters to yeah. complement the squad. And Haaland is a character. And the fact that he's bought into the whole, yeah. like, he's a robot thing and he's, he's a Viking. and all. I love that. And I love, if anything, he's kind of almost having a, a joke with him, uh, himself. Mm, mm. But he seems to be the complete package and you can't help but really like him as a player. And obviously from what we can tell as a person, that, that outfit was phenomenal. It really was. If you haven't yeah. seen that already, you need to go and check that out. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll stick a photo up of it. It was superb. Um, but but you spot on. You know, to digress slightly, in any workplace, when someone's at the top of the game, it can breed jealousy a little bit, can't it? You know, look at that fella doing everything right. It's pathetic. Get up, do do something bad, blah, blah blah. But when they're a good person, it's impossible to hate them, and and that is the case of Harlan. But he won't be involved against Sevilla, as we know. And like you said before, he probably wouldn't have been even if he was fit. Kyle Walker, Calvin Phillips are nearing a return, we believe, but but they're still recovering from injuries. Cole Palmer had a niggle on Saturday and missed less game, so will he be involved? Cancelo's played a lot of minutes. De Bruyne 
Bruyne has played a lot of minutes. They could do with a rest. So when you look at City's squad, it, it's it's Fred Bear in a way to start off with when everyone's fit. It's even less. He's even more so now. Sorry, there isn't a lot of players to pick from, really, is there? No, there isn't, and that's why I think you know we could see a, a number of chances given to those players that haven't seen too many minutes. So, for example, you know I think obviously Ortega might even start in between the sticks yeah, yeah. here, um, and I've actually been quite impressed with Ortega. Okay, he's not got the distribution of Edison; he doesn't offer that. You know, he does offer that. He's just still a good part of the ball, but I don't think there's a keeper in the world that offers the the same level of distribution as yes, Edison but... does. Um, but yeah, Ortega for me, I, I think he's fitted in well, and I'd quite like to see some more of him just to see what else he's capable of. Um, chances are we're going to see uh, obviously Sergio Gomez starting in that uh, fullback position as well. I'd have thought that would happen. Mm. It's interesting to see who might start as a centre back pairing. I'm, I'm guessing it could be maybe even Ake and, and Diaz, and maybe move a Kanji out to right back. Mm. That's something I've seen um, floating around that could potentially happen. Um, yeah, but it looks like to me, mate, do we see Rodri holding the midfield? Do we see him playing here? Is there's just there's so many question marks, and at the end of the day, even if you're not a fan of City. If you're a fan of fantasy Premier League, you know, trying to estimate and trying to guess what Pep Guardiola is <laughs> going to do, it takes a brave man to confidently predict what he's yeah. going to do. So, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, just trying to work out what sort of squad we could see. I'm still expecting the 4 3 3. I'm expecting Mares. I'm expecting Alvarez. The midfield is just one that I don't know what Pep's mm. going to do. I think we can be confident in a few positions and who's going to play where. But there's just so many question marks and what Pep decides to do. I'll throw a couple more names at you then, because obviously Jack Grealish has, has played predominantly from the left-hand side. He's someone who in the past, has, especially Aston Villa, has played in midfield. Could he be moved out there? But then I think with, with these sort of games when there's nothing on the line, a lot of people want to see youth players involved. And, and we've seen cameos off the bench for the likes of Josh Wilson-Esbrand at, at left-back, Rico Lewis at right-back. You mentioned Sergio Gomez. Could he move a bit further forward? He did so, I think it was the back end of the United game or, or one of those games when, uh, after Kyle Walker's injury, he, he had a sort of a spell in midfield towards the last 10 minutes. You, you're right, it try and predict a Guardiola lineup at your will. I mean, another one, we mentioned it on yesterday's show about the wingers, Carlos Borges. He scored 20, oh, sorry, he's assisted and scored 21 goals from 16 games. There's a lot of clamour around him. I don't know if we're going to see all of those youngsters and, and there's a few more floating about. Oscar Bob, I know, has been impressive for the EDS as well, which is a fantastic name, by the way, Oscar Bob. Um, Brilliant, isn't it? Brilliant. Oh, yeah. um, but I, like you say, with Guardiola, he wants to win this game. It's not going to be a case of stick the kids out and just see what happens. There will be there will be senior players in there, so it will be interesting to see exactly how City line up. Um, finally, then, George, for part one, you spend a lot of your time professionally writing about betting tips, writing about matches, writing about what to look forward to, where 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 money may be found. It'd be remiss of us to have you on without having a couple of tips for this game. So, um, first goal scorer, high or low scoring match? What, what are you thinking for this one? Well, again, this would be the. It's going to be annoying to say it, and I'm happy to do these on future shows, more than happy. But this one is the perfect example of one to just avoid because <laughs> it really is in terms of betting. Because a, it's all about value, yeah. And realistically, on paper. Yes, City should be absolutely smashing Sevilla all over the park. But then, obviously, a lot of other parameters come into it. As we've already mentioned, it's not really, it's really a nothing game. Mm. And they can go one of two ways. It can either be a very boring, dull affair, 
mm. or absolute hell can break loose and we see a ridiculously high scoring encounter and then particularly with Manchester City involved who can just turn it on like that it's it's really uh, it's quite a tough one to predict how it's going to go uh, I think if there's something riding on it I'd be kind of more inclined but yeah first first goal scorer though that's, a, that's an interesting one it's not market I like to back but and again, it's, you can't do that without knowing who's going to start. Yeah. But if it was up to me, I'd quite like Alvarez to get on the score sheet at some point. I just think when I've watched Severe on occasion this season, defensively, they are prone to, to committing errors. And I think just the way Alvarez plays, his intensity and just closing people down, giving de- opposition defenders absolutely no time on the mm. ball whatsoever. I think Alvarez could be, a, could be a good shout to get on the score sheet here. But... But again, that's going on playing style and just of what I've seen of, of Sevilla. But you've got to take the game state into consideration. And realistically, there is nothing riding on this one. Mm. Um, but no, I would certainly I definitely have angles for, for future games for sure. Because uh, there's obviously the games come thick and fast before the World Cup. So uh, yeah, keep tuned for those. And I'll, I'll definitely have some more insight in future though. Yeah, you've got a reputation to protect. So don't blame course, me for, 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 for not going for this one. Um, I think we saw Alvarez in the press conference yesterday. So he's a... a Along with Ortega, I think they're the two dead, uh, dead yep. sets to start. And you wouldn't be backing a goalkeeper for first goal scorer. So Julian Alfred <laughs> is probably the safe pick. Um, right, okay, that'll do for part one. We'll be back in part two for a little quiz. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Just a reminder, if you haven't already, go back and listen to the first of this week's two episodes. On Monday, myself, Adam and David reviewed the Leicester game. Yesterday, it was me, Adam and Alex rating City's winger options. But today, then, before we wrap, we're going to finish with a little bit of trivia. Now, uh, George, I've, I've prepped you for this because you are being thrown right into the lion's den here. We've we've done a few quizzes in the past and, and this could could be the hardest one yet um as it's a final champions league group stage match that is obviously uh hopefully gonna be having a few more champions league group stages in the future um <laughs> i've actually got a list of in front of me every single team city have played in the champions league group stages so that that's an important caveat in the group stages since 2011 12 should we say two minutes or do you want two two and a half minutes? What, what, what I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You yeah. can set your own timer. Um, so okay, we'll, we'll do two minutes. So obviously, you asked me this before, so I've, I'm trying to just judge it by on going through the countries. Like I said, as we mentioned before, we cover a lot of football around Europe, so I'm going through the big leagues and yeah. then a few of the uh, the odd ones. So uh, yeah, we'll set two minutes. You let me know when you're ready to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know what? Away. In fact, I'll fr- I'll throw that out the window. I'll just set a timer, and we'll see how long it takes up until two minutes. And if we go over, we go over. A bit of added time won't hurt anyone. Um, so yeah, there's this 27 teams. So I'm going to be scrambling around trying to tick these off. Uh, there's quite a few. Um, yeah, just to remember, group stage teams only. Play along yep. at home as well. If you want to get a pen and paper, pause it now. Play when you're ready. Um, right, okay. Ready, steady, go. Well, I was looking in Italy first. So we'll go with Napoli. Yes. Roma. Yes. Juventus. I yes. felt like Atalanta, but I feel like that was in the latter stages. And then Bayern Munich. Yep. Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Correct, correct. Leipzig. Yeah. Hoffenheim. Oh, what a shout that is, yeah. Good. Uh, Sevilla. Yes. Obviously this season. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Real Madrid. Yep. And Villarreal. Yeah, good shouts there, good shouts there. That was there. one I wasn't sure. And then French League, I was looking at, so Marseille. Yeah, correct. I know we had Lyon. Yes, you'd be right there. Did 
This is what I'm not sure about. Did we have PSG? I'll give you it. Yeah, last season. So only just. Well, yeah, it was yeah. only last season, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I was thinking further back. Um, and then a few of the odd ones. So obviously Ajax. We yeah. had obviously Copenhagen from this season as well. Yeah. And then the, I was looking at other teams in this season's Champions League. Victoria Poulsen. Yeah, great like shout. had Great shout. CSKA Moscow. Yeah. CSKA Moscow. Yeah, same group. Shakhtar Donetsk. About 15 billion times, yeah. <laughs> Olympiakos. Yeah. And the final one that I can remember was Club Rouge. Oh, that's good. That That's not a bad effort. That's not a bad effort. I was, mentioned, I was struggling. You've, you've mentioned that. one already that which you, you thought was in the knockouts. Can you go back to that? Do you, do you remember which one that was? Was it, was it Atalanta? Italy? Yeah. So that, that takes okay. on to there. I make it... Duh, 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 that's a great effort. I make it one, two, three, four... Actually, I only I think you're missing four, unless I've got my uh, maths yeah, from think. there. Let's see if I can do some clues. Um, one of them are from the United Kingdom, not England, obviously, but no. Oh, yeah, Celtic. Yeah, yeah. There Celtic, we go. Of course. Um, do, 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 let's see through this list who we got left. Done, 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 done. Another Dutch team, probably the second biggest team in the Netherlands behind Ajax. Twenty seventeen, eighteen. <sighs> Because it's Feyenoord or PSV, I'm going to go Feyenoord. Yes, Feyenoord, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah right, two left, if we can wrap this up. The 19th team on the list, Croatian record champions. They were in oh. Chelsea's group this season. Oh, Beat yeah, Chelsea. Dynamo Zagreb, yeah. Yes, and to full house it. Um, where did City lose the Champions League final in 2021? Why has that gone out of my head? This is not the time you want things to go out of your head. Oh, oh what are we on? We've just about gone past two and a half minutes. Can we do it? I'll give you 10 seconds. Oh, oh Porto. Yes. Porto. Yes, that is superb. That That's going to look so fun. bad. You know when that like, the most fantastic. obvious things go out of your head right yeah. at the most pivotal moment? Being said, that is a, that is a great knock. I'm just double checking. <laughs> I've not missed any there. No, no, no! They've all been ticked off. That is some. That's a superb knock, George. Fair play. Yeah, but some of those I can't believe I missed. <laughs> oh. mm. I'll take that though. I'll take that. It's a first effort in the quiz. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll certainly take that. I'll uh, I'll have to go back and and double check how many teams City have played in knockouts that they haven't played in the groups, and then the ultimate one maybe for <laughs> for next time. Um, George, we'll, we'll call it a day. There, it's been it's been superb to have you on. It's been a lot of fun. Really appreciate you jumping on. I know we'll be hearing from you plenty of times over the next coming weeks. So yeah, been fun. Thank you very much. No, brilliant. Thank you very much for having me. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And if people want to hear more or read more or see more of you, where can they go? Well, the best place to go would certainly be on Twitter. So you can follow me at C George Gamble. Nice. And we'll we'll link those um, as well on Twitter. Um, I've been Amos Murphy. I've been joined by George Gamble. It has been the Wednesday show. We'll be back tomorrow with a review of the Sevilla game we've just previewed. Until then, it's been a pleasure. See you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.